Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Welcome everyone. We are back for part two on connection. So hello, welcome. Hi Riley, how are you? Hello, I am fantastic. I am doing good. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, this is, I'm actually really excited about this. Not that I wasn't excited to talk about the other things that we talked about for connection, but I really felt like we were just ramping up and, you know, we are excited to talk about sort of some things that we talked about before a little bit more in depth, but then also something that I'm totally fascinated about that we'll get to, which is the connection through shared experiences. Yeah, for sure. I am. Um, And I'm excited because I'm told, and I hope she's listening, that I don't share enough um, personal stories on our podcast. Although I do try to share personal stories and I have a good personal story for shared experiences. So I'm just, I'm teasing it now, but stay tuned. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming, my friend. I hope you're listening. I love it. I love it. But, you know, one thing that I touched on at the end of the last episode was that I was sort of stumbling through life, making connections without realizing I was making connections. Yep. And then life happened, right? So I graduated law school and started practicing and I got married and I had babies and then I had another baby and then like another baby. And there's just like a lot of babies. And, um, you know, life became in many ways, there was like an overwhelming amount of connection, (laughs) but at the same time, it wasn't that purposeful connection, right? I wasn't conscious of it. I wasn't intentional to use the word that you used um, about it. And I certainly was not listening to my inner voice and I was not checking in And I was not making sure, I guess, in a way, I knew when things were not right, right? Like, okay, this doesn't feel connected. Um, And I'd have these moments where everything felt like they were connected or in alignment. But it, it was an overwhelming experience. And certainly not one that has gone away because those babies are now children. (laughs) Yes. But I have realized how important it is to be purposeful and intentional and to also show them that and be that example. Yeah, for sure. So for me, I, I said this in the last episode and I, and I think it's important to reiterate here Connection is something in my life that comes and goes. And it's and now in my personal journey, I am working to make more consistent because that makes me a happier, healthier person. But certainly in my history, it has ebbed and flowed. And I have been able to kind of tune in and then I've sort of lost it and tuned in and lost it and tuned in. Um, and you know, you get the picture. Um But when it comes to parenthood and sort of just 
and I'll, and I'll take it out to a larger picture to, to the busyness of life. So, you know, when I was in university and studying and, you know, partying and doing whatever you do when you're in college, there were moments of like really deep connection. You know, you, everybody remembers those moments where you're like with your best friends and you're all sitting around a fire pit and, excuse me, hanging out and having those conversations that you think are like the deepest conversations you're ever going to have in your life. And, And maybe they are. Um, and that's a real, you feel that connection. That's a real thing. And you remember it. And then as you kind of age out of college and you go and you get your job and you're, you're busy and you're just like going through the motions and you're paying your bills and you're like checking boxes and you're doing the things you think you're supposed to be doing. And in some cases you are, um, and then, you know, maybe you tune back in and you reconnect with some people and you have some more of those raw connected experiences. And it's sort of like a, a long sort of wave of energy that goes. And, um, you know, then I went to law school and I definitely was not connected. And anyone who's heard me talk about my experience in law school knows that it was not for me and I did it anyway. Um, and I was not connected and I was not listening and I was just like going through the motions and being a lawyer was, <laughs> I was not connected and I was not tuned in. But then um, when I had my, ch- my first child, what a profound experience. What a, what, I mean, it was like wonderful and horrible. And, um, and, and it connected me to the, the universe and earth and people in a way that I have never experienced before. And it was profound. It really was. And then it was just, so overwhelming and such a like powerfully overwhelming life experience that I think for somebody like me, who is very, uh, I would say I'm very empathic. It's, it was too much. It was too much connection, too hard, too fast. And I, I shut it off. And so I think a lot of people probably have a similar experience to that. I'm going to guess a lot of people feel that way when you have a child for the first time and you're like, oh my goodness, that's a lot of feeling. Like that's a lot of feeling and the terror of being responsible for a human life and being that person's everything is, I just keep saying profound because that's what it is. Um, There's not really a better word for it. And you know, there were so many ups and downs and ins and outs. And I happened to have a child who had, um, had to have surgery at three months. And so there were a lot of other things coming into play, but it was so overwhelming for me that there was this like intense connection to the world around me and to the universe and to myself. And, you know, cause you go through the growing a human and like all these things. Um, and then I just shut it off. And, um, that, is an interesting experience. And I think if anyone's listening and has had sort of that, that trajectory or that life experience, we'll, we'll say it's, um, it's very challenging in a world that does not treat mothers the best to go through that and go, okay, uh, now I'm just going to check all the boxes. And this is what Tova, you and I have talked about is like, as a parent, then you're, and a working parent and like, you know, just a parent in the world trying to keep everyone alive and keep your household running and, and be a good spouse if you're married or a partner, whatever it is. 
you know, you're just trying to like keep everything afloat. And then oftentimes you just lose those connections because you're just trying to like get the groceries put in the, in the, in the refrigerator. Right. So it's hard to maintain connections in that environment. Do you need more email? Have you not signed up for enough this year? How is your internet scrolling going right now? Let us help you out. That's right. It's time to subscribe to our Go Boldly Initiative newsletter and check out our shiny new website. Head on over to www.goboldlyinitiative.com to sign up right now. You'll stay on top of exciting news and upcoming events and get a chance for some fun freebies. At goboldlyinitiative.com, you will find info about us, the podcast, our Patreon community, and of course, everyone's favorite, merch. And don't forget, your inbox isn't really full until you hear from the Go Boldly Initiative. Back to the episode. So you talked about college. Let's just go back to university, right? Like you talked about that and and, and even further back, like high school, like we aren't taught how to make these deep connections with people because it's just there. I mean, you have these people that you're having breakfast, lunch, and dinner with and classes and studying and you're wearing your pajamas and you're going out with them and you're, you know, if you're in high school, you're, or whatever, you're playing sports with them. Like this is the same group of people and you're just like doing all the things and you're sharing everything with them. And then you leave there and I mean, hopefully you've established friendships for your lifetime, but you get out into the world and you're like, okay, so now if you're even conscious of it, you're going, I have to make purposeful connections. But for the most part, are we conscious of that? Are we paying it? Like, no, we're not thinking that. And we don't realize the intensity of the relationships that we had and the connections that we made before and how it doesn't just happen. And, you know, with kids, very, very much a hundred percent where you, you're really just trying to like raise them and, and, and get them older and functioning as human beings and ideally, you know, functional adults and, but also just like feed them lunch and get them food and, you know, unload the dishwasher and or get them to unload the dishwasher because you have a chore t- chart and you want them to get <laughs> right. responsibility right. and right and it would just be easier if you could just unload them but then they're they wouldn't learn how to unload the dishwasher and you know there's so many things and yet my five-year-old will come home from daycare on friday and say is tomorrow a home day because he's the youngest and he doesn't seem to care to know what day of the week it is or the calendar. He's figure somebody will tell them him. And I'll say, yes, tomorrow's a home day. And he'll go, I would like to snuggle in your bed with you. And I'll say, okay. Like, (laughs) and that's all that matters to him. And there was a day over our spring break. And I think I've talked about this because it was just like, like blew my mind where it was raining and it wasn't nice outside and we weren't doing what we wanted to be doing. And he was like down to his underpants, wrapped in a blanket next to me. And we snuggled most of the day. And he was like, this was the best day ever. And even his brothers were old enough to be wanting more and wanting something different. But for him, 
the attention and the connection. And I, it is so hard as parents because like you said, the connection with a child is so intense that if you are empathetic or if, if you have empathetic children, right, which adds a whole other layer of you trying to teach children how to feel their feelings while simultaneously not feeling yours too much because you have this empathetic child that is going to <laughs> right, feel, right. Yes. you know, and it's yes. like, I'm going to teach you how to be angry about something, but I'm not actually going to show you how angry I actually am because <laughs> you will then be empath, you know, then it's just, right. I don't even know what's going to happen. And so there is a lot less time, <laughs> like, it just, it makes this whole connecting process, whether it's with a higher power or with a, whatever it is, um, harder. And it, it's actually where I have tried, um, I've done a lot of this their whole lives without knowing what I was doing, but more recently, I'm more conscious of why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. which is try to build in traditions and rituals and ways that we are consciously connecting, whether it's with each other or the world or the seasons. Um, I love seasons. I'm like a huge fan of seasons and I go all in on seasons. And we, we usually make as a family, we make a bucket list for the season of things that we want to do each season. And I mean, there are reasons to do it beyond connecting sometimes. And I, I, so just as an aside really quickly, I encourage everyone to do this with their family because especially in seasons that are particularly busy for you, um, because I think there's a lot of things that we as parents do because we think we're supposed to, or we think it's because our kids like it. And if you actually ask your kids, what are three things to do this summer that would make it the best summer ever? you will be surprised if they're about their answers. It is often like get ice cream from the ice cream truck. You know, you're thinking like Disney world, go to the beach, go to an amusement park. And the, in, in all likelihood, one of those three will be there. Like right. it will, but, <laughs> yes. but the other two will be playing the sprinkler, get ice cream from an ice cream truck. And you're like, excellent. We can at least hit two of the three. Like, right. and, and so Going back to this thought of connection, though, I realize that being purposeful with kids is just as important as being purposeful with ourselves. And it allows, you know, these rituals, these traditions kind of allow us to, to connect and to teach our kids how to connect and how to be more present. Um, Because let's be realistic somebody has to do the dishes. Somebody has to do the laundry. Somebody has to take the kids to school and make sure their backpacks packed and emptied. And yes, it might be the kids because you're teaching them to be self-sufficient and responsible. And some days it might be you because you're too tired to teach them how to be self-sufficient and responsible. <laughs> yes, for sure. But, <laughs> but however it is, or you have a dog, like life, ha- whether you have kids or not, like life has to happen. So we are not saying that you need to be present every single moment (laughs) because that would be hard. 
It's impossible. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And, and as, as perfectionists, I just want to make it very clear that that is not the expectation to set. Nope. But there are ways that we can be more conscious about connections. Uh, yeah. Whether it's our internal connection or our connection to our body or to a higher power or to the family and friends around us. Yeah, it, it, it's really, for me anyway, about um, trying to embody the moment. And that sounds so amorphous, but it's really, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's you know, this morning when my son got me up too early and everybody else was asleep and he wanted to play and really all I wanted to do was like drink my coffee and sit and stare at the wall and so but I played with him and what he wanted to do was make a playlist because he's obsessed with rock music right now and like like when I say rock music I mean like Black Sabbath I don't know what happened um and and ACDC and it's you know that's cool so we made a playlist for him and he wanted to listen to it and we did that and we danced and that was like what I did at six in the morning was dance to ACDC um but I was able to embody the joy of that moment for him. You know, was it what I really wanted to be doing at six in the morning on a, on a Saturday? Not, not really, but I did really want to be having fun with him and making that memory that I'll be able to take forward with me for however long my memory lasts. And so having the ability to be present in that, experience and embody that experience is the connection and being able to embody whatever the experiences that you're having and, and being physically present in it is a huge part of connection. And so, you know, in the, in the kind of spiritual woo world, there's a lot of like attempting to get to higher planes and higher levels and all those things. And then in, in the sort of grounding world, there's a lot of like pulling down and in. And I think if we could focus more on this idea of being present in whatever moment you're in, it would be a lot easier to connect if you're just like in the moment that you're in, as opposed to constantly trying to get somewhere else. And that's for me anyway, pretty hard to do. I'm a forward thinking person. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's common for me to find myself thinking about, okay, what's next, as opposed to like, what am I doing right now? I, you know, I expect a lot of people have that, you know, that's not a particularly unusual or unique trait. And so being able to recognize that and in the moment and say, okay, well, this is what I'm doing, but this isn't what I want. This isn't how I want to be functioning in the world. What I want is to enjoy the moment I'm in, acknowledge that that's what's happening, pull yourself back and say, okay, I'm in this moment. I'm going to enjoy it. Yep it's not what I meant to be doing, but it's what I'm doing. So I'm going to enjoy my, you know, TNT at whatever time in the morning and I'm going to sing and I'm going to dance and I'm going to, you know, have fun with my kid. And um, then I'm going to go about my day and I'm going to be able to share this moment with him and the joy that it brings him and me. And, and that's great, you know, so embodying those feelings, even if it's sadness, even if it's, you know, anger, whatever it is, being able to, be in that moment, experience it, and then move forward from it is, is the connection. It is the experience. 
Are you looking to connect? Do you want more from your relationship with our show? You may think this is a Match.com ad, but no, we're asking you to join our Go Boldly Together Facebook community. That's right, friends. Join us on Facebook at Go Boldly Together and help us build our bold society of limitless women. Let's connect, converse, and laugh together as a community. Plus, we promise no weird pics like you might find on a dating site. That's right. See you on Facebook at Go Boldly Together. Back to the show. And and like your experience this morning, kids are hard, but they will, they, they teach you how to be in the moment. I mean, <laughs> they will, they will. And frankly, dogs teach you how to be in the moment. I mean, yep. things that don't, you know, think as overthink as much as adult humans tend right. to teach you how to be in the moment and live in that, in that moment. And, you know, I think of, and feel, and feel your feelings, right? So this goes back, you know, to what we say all the time, actually, what Riley told me to do before this podcast even started, as I was needing to feel my feelings, is that, you know, we do need to practice with feeling our feelings. And, you know, as this year, as I sort of have taken a larger look at things that are more woo, right? So I did not own any crystals until uh, this year. And to be perfectly honest, I'm still not entirely sure why I own crystals, but I do really like holding them when I meditate. So why not? Yeah. But, you know, the boys and I have gotten really into full moon releases and just the power of the full moon helping. I mean, the way they learn it is that there's this power in the full moon that helps you let go or helps you feel your feelings before you let go. And we put the crystals out and we charge them under the full moon and the boys, you know, they do it and they, they can tell they're charged afterwards and they sense that and they are all in. And so it helps me be more all in. Um, But I, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was this, connection through shared experiences and your, you know, one thing we haven't said as a great way to feel connected is a dance party. And it is actually one of the ways that I do make the dishes that you have to do anyway, more, more of a moment because I love music and I listen to music. Um, I am, I'm getting better at liking silence for obvious reasons if you've listened to this podcast but (laughs) uh, I listen to music if I'm not listening to a podcast or a book on tape I am listening to music and our family likes to dance and we like listening to music and I'm hoping that I'm teaching them more than it's just fun to have dance parties I'm hoping I'm teaching the boys to stop and be in the moment and We have used dance parties to reset ourselves when we kind of know that we're feeling off. We've used dance parties to start the day. There was a time where I really struggled getting my middle son out of the car to drop him off at school. And we, the, uh, we picked a song. I think we picked Katy Perry's war. It didn't really matter what song it was. It just, we picked a song and that helped us, have a ritual, right? It added to our day of, okay, at this part in the car ride to the daycare center, 
this is the song we put on. And then we all get out of the car and go inside, right? Like everybody out of the car. And it helped. But I think that there is so much connection that can be formed through books and art and music and sports. And I know Riley's had a lot of experiences and I've had a lot of experiences where you feel connected beyond just to the people that in your immediate circle, but but a huge group of strangers you can feel connected to. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful way of expanding kind of your energy field and your, your ability to... I keep using the word connect and it's annoying because I want to use a different word and I don't have one, but your ability to interact with other humans and other or animals or trees or whatever energy there is um, around you. And it's, you know, sometimes it's you by yourself out in nature and, you know, you're walking on a path and, uh, you know, the way that the wind blows through the trees just opens the world up to you and you have this like unbelievable connection. And other times you're at a, at a dance club and, you know, everyone is dancing to the same song and the same rhythm. And you're like, I keep wanting to swear and I'm sorry, everyone. Like I'm trying really hard not to. Uh, <laughs> apparently connection makes me want to swear. Um <laughs> you know, you're all dancing and it's like, you know, you're just, everyone is in that same moment and feeling that, that the rhythm, the connection, the, the, the pace, the heartbeat, whatever it is, and it's all flowing together. Um, and there's so much power in that. And there's, there's so much that you can take away from, from that, that, um, can fill you up and, and lift you up. And I think that that's just a beautiful thing. There's also, I think, you know, on the flip side of that, there's a lot of shared connection and trauma. There's a lot of shared connection. You know, that's why you see brief survivor groups. You see this sort of group trauma sessions. That's those things work because sharing that experience helps people heal. There is healing in the group processing. The energy flows between the different people and you hold each other up. You know, there's also obviously a lot of psychology behind it and a lot of leadership and healing to it, but the working together and leaning on each other is part of that shared connection and the way in which we all can work together to lift each other up again. There is connection in, in the sharing, right? Whether it's, and, and there's healing in the sharing, there's healing in connecting whether it's through joy or the, or the trauma. And I have this picture in my head. So um, this was not the story I was going to tell. I, in fact, there were like three, three stories in front of the story that I was, I didn't even think about it until I had the same thing. I I had a story (laughs) I was going to tell and it didn't happen. I told a bunch of stories I had no intention of telling. So Welcome to connectedness. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I joined many years ago, a group on Facebook called the Sub 30 Club. And it started uh, from a writer um, in runner's world talking about like being able to run a sub 35K, which I have at some point in my life, but not recently. And it is a, it is the first real experience on Facebook that I've had. And and fortunately, I've subsequently had many but the first one where I've had um, this amazing 
incredibly supportive group of people that I did not know on Facebook. And um, then of course, eventually it overflows into real life, right? Because you start meeting each other races. And there was a race that many, many people chose to go to and it was a runner's world race. Um, and so the, the saying for the sub 30 club was that there's no suburb left behind. And so I don't know, I think she was the last one to finish the race, but there was a specific suburb and she was not fast, but she ran a half marathon. And so, you know what, she's a half marathoner. Um, and she was the last one to come across the finish line. I'm going to cry and which I know feel the feelings, but <laughs> the, um, uh, this stuff, this kind of stuff gets me like right in the feels every yeah. time, yeah, but yeah. the, we were, we were all waiting and, and runner's world sort of looked to the sub 30 club to stay and make sure we clapped every single person that crossed in the finish line. And when she got close, people started running with her and they started carrying the flag. And you see this in marathons, you see people who are in the back and I've had, so I'm not a fast runner, but I, I did have an experience where I actually was training to be pretty fast. And I dropped my phone at the beginning of the race <laughs> and lost it. So then I like, I looked all over, I couldn't find it. Anyway, I ended up not being with like the normal people that I would run with. I ended up being farther back, but you, you hear these shared experiences. The, there was in the Pittsburgh marathon, there were two women that kind of made a pact that they would finish together. And they were the, at the end, right? And there's like the truck behind them, just pacing them. Right. And, but I, I will always have this image of this woman running and there's like the sub 30 flag and all these flags around her, people running with her and running across the, the finish line and talk about a moment of connection, of feeling part of something bigger. And finding such joy in that moment. And I know running a marathon or a half marathon isn't the trauma that might come up in a therapy session, mm. but it is a physically exhausting experience. And I don't care how confident and happy of a person you are, being the last person to finish a race is hard. It yep. is hard, even if it is your best personal race. If there is no one behind you, it is hard. And so that moment was just one of those moments of this amazing connection that makes you feel like part of something bigger. And that's just, that's the one thing that we haven't said and, and maybe needs to be said in all of this talk of connection is that when you connect with something, whether it's nature, whether I, you know, whether it's on a hike in the woods or talking to a friend that you, you know, over coffee or watching someone finish a race and, and cheering them or, or in a, in a bar listening to music or what with other people, whatever it is, or, or share television show, right? Like whatever it is being connected makes you feel like you are part of something bigger than yourself. And that feeling to me is so comforting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it is 
the realization that you're not alone and that you are not here just sort of floating through the ether of the universe, you know, as an island, um, wondering what's going to happen, right? Um, I mean, maybe you're wondering what's going to happen. You can still but, wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not by yourself in that wonder. There is there is a whole kind of interconnected grid of energy holding you up. And um, whatever you believe it is, whatever you want to call it, whatever uh, name you give it is irrelevant, <laughs> in my opinion. I, and, you know, people will argue about that for the rest of time. And that's okay. The reality is, if you can feel that, if you can internalize it, if you can take that and put it inside your body and embody that feeling like we were just talking about and make that your presence, yeah. if you can have that moment and feel that joy and connection and belonging and sense of wonder, then when you tune in and you have what you were just describing of that sort of um, the experience that brings you to tears but they're not sad tears. They're these tears of like, you know, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, you know, it, that, it's a relief, right? It's like a relief that it's not just me. And that feeling is so valuable. And I think if we can connect into that, if we can embody that and then turn it back out and be that light and be that goodness and share that with, the people around us and the things around us and the families and the neighbors and the communities and, and share that back out into the world. That's where we start creating the empathy we were talking about um, in the last episode. That's where we start creating uh, a new world, a, a world that's better than what we've been seeing. And, um, and, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that, that I think about. That's, that's where, that's where I think, we can do great things as people. We can. I, I I agree. And I think, you know, as as we wrap up, because that I think I think this is the mo I think we got to that moment where we're like, yes, this is why we've been drawn to talk about connection, because it's it's being part of something where you feel small and big all at the same time, right? And you feel and and it's that, that feeling of, of knowing that you can make a difference or you're having a difference made <laughs> in your life or, and I, I, you know, we started this conversation talking about the pandemic and I'm looking back and thinking about um, just what my community did um, and what many communities have done around the country to come together and lift up the teachers or the healthcare workers or the frontline workers to just show their thanks. And it, it, it was empathy and vulnerability um, fueled by the grief and anger and frustration and sadness, but it, it brought people together. And, you know, that can happen in these huge worldwide events or it can happen at my son's little league game the other day where like it was all very exciting and we're all cheering and you know there are these just moments of of allowing yourself to be part of something bigger and sometimes it is 
totally by yourself sitting and watching a thunderstorm or hiking through the woods that you can feel connected. And, and that I think is what makes it so neat is that you can be totally by yourself and still be connected to something much larger than you. Do you love what you're hearing and want a little bit more? Do you just think we are really funny and want to laugh some more and spend a lot more time with us? Maybe you love us for our heart to hearts. I think that's it. If that's the case, join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Our Patreon community offers members an opportunity to dive even deeper into what it means to live a limitless life. We are here and ready if you're all in on this journey with us and want more of us in your life. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly for that extra sauce you always dreamed of. And now back to the show. At the end of the day, this is the purpose behind what you and I are doing. And I think it's important for people to understand that that's where we're coming from. And I feel comfortable saying that for both of us, that our goal, you know, is to educate and to inform and to share information, but it's also to bring a lightness, to bring forward that sort of positivity and kindness and empathy that allows for people to open and be able to also bring forward that kind of um, that kind of light into the world in, in a ripple effect that, you know, that sounds like a giant goal, but, you know, all it takes is one, one person. And that, that is something that we hope we're bringing when we do these episodes and when we run our courses and when we launch our website and, and have our one-on-one sessions. These are the things we hope to bring. And this is the intention behind what we do so um, for anyone wondering, I just felt called to, to share that and make sure that that is clear. Yes, no, you're right. It is. It's why we're here. And it is also why we connected to each other. Right? <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so we gave you homework last week and hopefully you did it. But if not, here's your chance to do it again, because we're still talking about connection. <laughs> And so we want you to grab that journal and maybe hopefully you wrote a list of three things for ways that you could connect. So see how you're doing. Did they feel right? Do they not feel right? Now that we've talked about other things this week, maybe you have other ideas or other ways that you would like to connect, whether it's to yourself or dance parties in your kitchen with your kids or your dog or some other way. So make a list, reach out to that accountability partner and try to start incorporating connection for yourself. Yeah. Let us know how it's going. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit 
wegoboldlythepodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.